Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Straight from New York. Yo, yo, this handsome ass. Yo, yo, ah, now. Tune in to Al Joe the Funk Master. Watch a grill yoga knock out cold faster. Talking shit, now we talking facts. Where the man are off the back. You in trouble, came to burst your bubble. I don't shelter punches. They find home on your mind about a double. It's the weekly scraps. You don't need a map. GPS, I'm right here to lead a dash. The world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease. Planet, fuck a name and the fame. Only legacy remains. Remember the name, how you may It ain't safe, it ain't safe, motherfucker. motherfucker. Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back, baby. We out here, weekly scraps, all day, every day. What's up, guys? I'm sure everybody knows there's a lot of breaking news out there, crashing the internet. Not in a good way. You fucked up again. Again, somehow I'm the bad guy. Welcome to the studio, though. This is the brand new spot. I hope you guys like it. There's nothing on this shelf here other than a flash drive. Um, still got to decorate it. I'm going to put some of my stuff that I get from traveling the world in different states, different countries, and I have like the little tokens of souvenirs that I pick up from each state, you know, so. Like that necklace I gave you in Jamaica that broke? Yeah, see, that one doesn't make the cut. No, because you broke it, it. No, no, because you gave me a cheap-ass bracelet <laughs> nah, nah, nah. that fell apart. <laughs> I bought a fucking necklace for my family. It's a thought that counts. And then he's—I was gonna give it to him for Christmas. He said he wanted it, so I give it to him. And then it fucking broke somehow. Yeah, thank God you didn't give them that cheap ass shit because they would have been. They loved pissed. it when I gave them the other ones that weren't broken by you. Wow. Just saying. Wow. Anyway, that hurts. That you're hurts. being canceled right now. I am being canceled again. It seems like this is like a revolving door for me. It's like I get back in the good graces of the fans, and then somehow. I just can't seem to not funk it up. You weren't in the best graces yet, I don't think. I think they liked me a little they, bit more. They're starting to. Starting to. You know what's funny, though? When people don't know me, and then they meet me in person, they only know the persona that they see or the interviews, then they proceed to tell me in person, you know, you're, you're actually not a bad guy. And I go, what, like... What makes me a bad guy? What, the headlines that you read that makes me a bad guy? But then when you meet yeah. me, you realize that the headlines are full of shit and that I'm actually not what you think. This is crazy what social media can do. Yeah, but it's also like the way you handle your career as a fighter in a yeah. sport, that doesn't make you a good or bad guy. It's just business. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't even know if I'm in good business right now. And it's, it sucks because there's, there's a lot to unpack on this. It's like um, they're saying I'm holding up the division. I, I like to push back on that and say I've actually fought just as much as everybody else within the top five, top ten. The same amount of fights. Yeah. The difference is my fights are five rounds. Everybody else's fights are three-round training camps and yeah. three-round fights. I've Well, it's like you, you say I want one extra month because my bicep – might tear yeah or something it's along partially it's partially torn right it's been partially torn right so you run the risk if you don't like let it basically well I, you should say but basically what you told me was you need to sit out a little bit and let it heal yeah because if you keep training it's just going to be stagnantly partially torn yeah and it hurts it hurts a lot like i mean i've pushed through it twice through two different training camps but Pushing hard and have to take your foot off the gas. Pushing hard and have to take your foot off the gas and trying to recover and do some PT is not it's not beneficial, not ideal. And um, those guys, to be honest, they were strikers. So when you weigh the pros and cons, I'm like, well, 
I could get through these fights in those situations because if I get to the fight where I want to be, I could kind of hold on to the position and dominate. Versus now with a wrestler, I still think I'm better in grappling, but I'm going to actually have to be more active in the grappling transitions, um, jockeying for positions, in the clinches, on the ground, even trying to get takedowns. And that's where it hurts the most, jacking up underhooks, reaching, pronating the wrist. So even when I hit pads on impact, I feel I feel it. Interesting. So people don't understand that. So it's it's easy to point the finger and go like, oh, you're an asshole and uh, you're holding up the division. And I'm like, well, give me the argument of who, how am I holding up the division? All these guys are not tied to me. Yeah, right. They can, How many times have the UFC made an interim fight? When I wasn't ready because of my neck, they made an interim fight between two guys I already fought, Piotr and Corey Sanders. Right, and you're asking for another month. Yeah. That's not holding up anything. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're asking for six months, and then that kind of puts everything on pause. They got to do an interim title. If you if you fight in April, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and, and just to kind of paint the picture is like, after I fought Jan, that was in April 9th, and then uh, they wanted me to have like a quick turnaround and fight like in, I think it was in July, which I was okay with doing, and then they pushed it back. And when I say they, I mean the UFC, they pushed it back. Um, somebody's going to need to fact check this for me, but they pushed it back. This was the conversation that we were having. So me knowing that I already had a partially torn bicep, going into the Jan fight, I win. Now I want time off to kind of chill, heal up. I'm not giving that time. Because now it's like, okay, you got another fight on the horizon. I'm like, well, I'm in kind of decent shape, so let me see what I can do. So I start training again. Then they say, okay, we're going to push this back to a different date. Okay. I think, I, I don't know if it was August, so I think they pushed it to September. I was like, okay, well, I could take my foot off the gas for a bit. But now I'm in New York, so I'm not doing PT every day. When I'm in the PI, this is why I moved here, so that I can have access to that. So it might be partially my fault while in the summertime I didn't heal up all the way. But it's also not only solely on me because... I try to rush to get back. For TJ. For TJ. Yeah. For the fans. For TJ. And of course for myself, because I was still in good shape. So I'm like Yeah. So but, you were like your plan was to go from the April fight with Jan to a July fight against yes. somebody else. Yeah. And then they said, nah, 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 fight TJ September tenth. And then they actually pushed it back to October. And then 22nd. they pushed it to October to October. So just imagine what people don't see behind the scenes. And I don't want to shoot myself in the foot and start talking too much behind what happens behind closed doors. But just know this isn't solely on me. This is a con a collective decision. And of course, I, it's my body. I can it's my body, my choice. So I can say <laughs> I can say no. But on a serious note, it's like um, I want to be active. When I was first coming into the UFC, I had as many fights as, as I could possibly have. What's the most fights you ever fought in a year? Five. That was in the UFC. That was not in the UFC. That was in a year. In the out. UFC was four. That so yeah. Two wins, two losses. So you've been your whole career has just been as active as you possibly can be. One hundred percent. And I was still cutting a significant amount of weight. The only difference was I was a lot younger. I bounced back a lot faster in terms of injuries or even getting like hurt. Like you could get dings and bruises, but you'll bounce back a lot faster when you're younger. Now, I had when I got my wrist surgery, I was out for a year. Right. But I tore this in twenty fifteen. I didn't get the surgery to twenty nineteen. That means I prolonged the surgery so that I could keep putting on fights for the fans. And obviously do my job so I could make an income, I gotta make money, right? Yeah. Um, so it was like one of those things. I could train, I could get through the fight, so I'm gonna do that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did, it got progressively worse, and then I couldn't even do pharma carries with 30 pound dumbbells to the point where once I grabbed the dumbbells, it was falling out of my hands. And I was still competing Jesus. like that. So 
people want to give me shit, but I'm like, dude, I've been, I literally wrecked my body trying to run through the wall for literally the fans. Like, of course, don't get me wrong. It's for me too. Cause I make money, but ultimately we put on, we fight for glory, man. We fight for the fans. So yeah. when people question my, my toughness and whatnot, that's the only thing that kind of gets under my skin. Cause it's just like, we literally as fighters, not just me, every one of us put it all on the line all right. the time. And then when we have an opportunity or decide to go, I think enough is enough. I might need to take a step back so that I can heal myself up. You, you, you People are quick to kind of forget like all the things you've done just to get to that position. Why do you think the, like, the fans feel so entitled to, like, I don't want to say your body, like, or your bodies as athletes, but like, why, like, this is a thing in all sports, like, fans get so emotionally attached, and they, like, get mad at the athletes they, who put on the show for them to sit around and watch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why do they get mad? I don't know. Um... Maybe they care. I mean, it's cool that they care and it shows you that they're paying attention. So I'll never say anything bad about that. The only thing is it's like you know what we go through in the sense of like you watch. You've seen training. And if you've never trained, you should train so you could get yourself. If you're that caring of the sport, it's not hard to go to a gym and, and do a practice. It's not hard to get into a street fight and know like the next week or so you're probably dinged up, bruised. So imagine training like that week after week, and then going into a fight where you actually take the padding off, and now those bruises are for keeps long-term, you know? So uh, I'm not saying people should feel sorry for us, but at the same time, I, I do hope people understand that we want to be active. We want to fight more. No, None of these guys have fought more than I have fought, you know? O'Malley is talking, Aljo Comain, that's actually a good one. Sean, I actually, <laughs> that's actually a good one. Al 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 Comain Al Comain, I, I think it's Al Comain or Al Aljo Comain Aljo Comain or Al Comain whatever either one I thought that was actually funny it's different it's not the same corny ass shit that Sayudo regurgitates it literally like recycles his tweets Henry like, like posted one today that literally made I couldn't make sense of it he I literally read it a few times and was like there's no angle where this makes sense like. Yeah, it's Henry man yeah it's, it's Henry that's why he doesn't bother me I just I almost have to laugh I'm like oh you're so cute. Al shit stain. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, but if if even going to going to yeah. going to um Sanhagen, not Sanhagen, um O'Malley, O'Malley. This whole situation is weird because when I asked after the post the fight, I said I didn't even ask. I said I don't think I'm gonna come back for a while because I need to deal with some injuries that I've been having lingering before this fight and even before the Yanfa. I said this. Yeah. And then people were up in arms. Oh my god. You barely fought anybody. Oh, my God. He had one arm. You barely sweat. You want to take off to the summer? I'm like, geez, you guys have no idea. Because they only see they see, they see, see you in April, and then they see you again for the press conferences yeah. in October. And in between, they don't see anything that goes on unless they're watching your YouTube channel. Yeah. But it's even then, like we're only showing crap. the training camp. So it's like people just literally see one. Like when they, the media shows them one thing. Then they show them another shot, and they just people make their own story up in between. No one has like a a real idea of what goes on in a, like all the training that goes into the fight. Even the even if TJ had one arm in that fight, it doesn't. You still beat up your body for twelve twelve weeks to yeah. get there. You know. And even so, if I say it literally right there that 
I have some injuries that I've been dealing with before this fight. Yeah. Cut me a little slack. That's all I'm saying. It's like, dude, I, I it's not like I just said I'm going on vacation. I do want to take some time to enjoy the roses, but at the same time, I'm also going to be doing some recovery to let my injuries heal. Right. Um, I could have been a little bit more diligent in that, and I will admit that. The only thing I will say about that is I already had my plans to go to Jamaica. I wanted to do the charity work that I did in Jamaica, do the free seminars that I did in Jamaica. All that was already planned before going out. Um, so there was going to be no physical therapy down there. I got two rounds of stem cells, and from October till now, this shit didn't help me. You know, the ones that I, we got here in the States, they, they didn't help me. So basically what I'm saying is I, I own responsibility. Like, yeah, I decided to go and do these philanthropist work. And people can judge that and say, oh, well, that's not your job. Well, I like giving back. So if you have a problem with that, I, I don't really know what to tell people. You know, so that's something I felt while I'm in the position that I'm in. It has more of an impact. So I'm going to go out there and do what I didn't want to do um, for a very long time. And that's to help grow the sport and uh, bring more awareness to what we're doing in the States as first-generation Jamaicans, Jamaican-Americans, you know? So, yeah, I could have stayed home, and right after the fight, I've been doing PT. Okay, yeah, but what kind of life is that? I'm not, I'm not on the hamster wheel. You know, I worked hard. I fought. I took the risk. Risk it for the biscuit. I got the biscuit. Now I'm still banged up, and that's really it. So it's like, what's another month? And worst-case scenario, if I don't, get better from the this next month off, I'm going to have to get surgery. So it's not even torn. I almost want to just go and just say, all right, fuck it, we're going under the knife, you know? But I do think if I diligently do PT and not irritate this thing anymore, I think it will get better. And guys can actually probably see me in April at the latest May. And that would still be two fights in a year where Sean O'Malley, Trained for a three-round fight. I trained for, I, my training camp with TJ was a five-round fight. TJ was the scariest guy I think I've ever faced to date in terms of pre-fight, right? Like who you anticipated. Yeah. So the TJ that I'm thinking is coming in there is supposed to be this guy who's had a crazy war with, with Burrell, knocked him out, beat beat um Corey Sanhagen in a crazy fight on one leg. So I'm thinking this Terminator guy, this is why I'm telling myself, this guy's terminated. We need to go out there and terminate him and go through some shit. So that's why I did. I went through a hard-ass training camp. Yeah, the fight didn't go five rounds. You could say he was crippled, one arm, whatever. Sanhagen, it's like you call him Sanhagen. O'Malley has a, a three-round fight with with Jan. He barely gets touched. Like Jan barely hit the guy. <laughs> he came out unscathed, and he wants to sit out until until July. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> I, I was close. I almost got through it. But basically, what I'm saying is the guy fought for three rounds. Okay, and you probably got rocked a couple times, yeah. yeah. Okay, but that was October. We're talking about right. you want to fight in July. Why aren't people giving him shit? Well, wait, wait, wait no, seriously, because you said you wanted to fight in July, remember? Yeah, and everyone gave you shit. Yeah, for saying I want to wait till the summer. What's the difference? And he fought a three round fight. I'm, yeah, why does no one give a shit? I I don't get it. Because where's Jan? Where's Jan? If you where's Jan? Where's Jan? That's, that's true. And if you had said, like, like people were giving you shit for saying, I want to take off till June. And then you said, okay, I'm coming back in March. And now you're saying, ah, not March, April. Yeah. No one would have been giving you shit if the original thing was, I'm coming back in April. I'm, I got to heal my arm. Yeah. But because you, you mean said. June. No, no, no. Like. If, the original. It, no. You, like, said, the original. you said. if you, I'm fucking up. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> 
No, you, you, said, you said I'm going to come back in June, and then they announced the Henry fight in March. Yeah. And people were like, oh, okay, we forgive Aljo because he's, he's being active. But if you had said, I'm, I want to come back in June, and then they announced the Henry fight in April originally instead of March. Instead of March. No one would give a shit yeah. that, that it's going to be in April, that you need an extra month to heal. Yeah. So it's like people just want to fucking, they just hate you. They just hate me. I and I really don't get it. I don't know what it is, but saying I keep calling this motherfucker saying <laughs> O'Malley O'Malley gets a fight in July, and just to sit on the sideline and, and do what? Eat Cheetos. Do we have the Cheetos? We do have Cheetos for Cheeto. Cheeto always talking shit, yo. I just I saw his ass at the PI too, and it's just like I'm waiting for him to say something. He comes in to the PT room. I'm like, is he gonna talk shit? I'm waiting because I'm like, right. You portray yourself as this. Bad cojones kind of guy, like big balls, grande cojones, and you come in. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you want to be friends? You know, I'll shake your hand. You want to smile at me? You want to, like, what do you want to do? You want to talk shit to each other every time we see each other? Let's, let's do that. Cause it's, it's more, it's awkward when we're just in the room. I'm just like slowly waiting, like Willy Wonka. Like, is he gonna say something? Cause I'm waiting patiently. But waiting. that's happened before, like in, in uh, the MSG fights. You, we were eating breakfast, and he was right there. Yeah. Didn't didn't even look at you and i'm just like i got a video i'm actually gonna i think i still have it i have a video of like showing you and then showing him i'm gonna put it in this yeah it's it, that's why i don't it's like fake beef or animosity it's like dude if you hate me you hate me like fucking be one way don't like i've never said i hated cheeto i've never once like acted like i want to like possibly fight him in the streets or so you know what i mean yeah. so it's like when i see him act like that it's like dude you talk like this tough ass dude as if we don't all fight like are you going to attack me while I'm not looking? Like, I I don't get it. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, but what whatever. do you say on fucking Twitter? Uh... We have no champ. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, this passive aggressiveness is When did like... he fight last? Fucking August. August? No, one's, next... no one's giving him shit. <laughs> Somehow, it's just me. I'm so you guy. fight in April. That's three fights in 12 months. Kamaru fucking Usman. Fought three times in 12 months, and he got fighter of the year. He won three title fights in 12 months. But would it be 12 months for me? Three fights or two? No. April, you fought. Jan. Yeah, April 9th. October, you fought. Yeah. TJ. And then if you fight again in April, it's depending on what day in April. Yeah, if yeah. it's the, before the 9th or a few days after, it's fucking three fights in basically 12 months. <sighs> I just don't get it. Um, I, it. There's nothing else to be really be said about it. It's like... People are like the smart fans that have some actual intellect and actually can empathize and put themselves in athlete shoes. They it's like we it's like because we're fighters, we almost get put in this box that we're expected to be emotionless, um, super badass, super tough. Nothing hurts us. We can endure the most pain, and I get that. We we are like that for fifteen to twenty five minutes or less. We're not like that every single day of our lives. Like outside of that. Like, we put on our pants the same way everybody yeah. else does. We brush our teeth, hopefully. Um, not all of you. Not all of us. Some Maybe of some of us don't brush. Probably don't have floss. Um, some some people don't uh, shower after training, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. You saw that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know. So, I think maybe people look at us like that. It's almost like we're like these real-life superheroes that they think, we could just endure anything, and and that's cool and all, but it's not it's not reality. That's your reality. Like we live with this body every single day in this pain. Like 
if I'm going to brush my teeth or I'm trying to pick something up, I pick up boxes and I get fucking pain in my bicep. But yet, no, you're supposed to tough it out and just go train. And I'm just like. But then that's what you do. That's usually. what I've done. You're, you're training now. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to, I stopped as of Sunday was my last workout. So now I'm just chilling. I got my weight under 60, under 65. I was 64 and a half this morning. So now it's just about maintaining it and keeping it down and um, healing up. That's and really it. You'll probably do other shit that just doesn't involve your arms. Leg, legs. Yeah, yeah, legs, running. I don't. I hate running, but I'm going to have to start doing something to get the lungs back underneath me a little bit. You know, So I, I just wish people would be a little bit more empathetic. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you sound like a pussy. I'm yeah, like, they are. And like, all right, dude. Yeah, we're pussies. One, one, one breath, we're the baddest people, and then, and then the second breath, we're pussies. And I'm like, I, it has to make sense. You can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't bash the guys that you call the toughest warriors, and then at the same time try to call those warriors pussies. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. We fight. We compete. We train. We live. We eat. We breathe this. Um, we turn our bodies into weapons, and at the cost of that, sometimes we lose pieces of our body. And I, I mean, in a, in a um, metaphorical sense, in a, like we leave parts of us in the octagon, you know, um, and that's just the nature of the beast, and that's the sport that we choose and that we love. So, I want the fans to enjoy the fights. I want them to enjoy the athletes that come through the doors. But it's like, dude, man, just have a little bit of like some type of respect for what we actually do. Like, I don't, I don't even. Well, I think no one really talks about it like this. Yeah. Except you. So it's kind of like. You're kind of, I think you're educating people right now about what, how it actually affects you guys. Yeah. Well, you heard Don. I don't know if you heard, but maybe you heard Donald Cerrone talk about it. How he's like, shit. These guys say he like he was like, legitimately like scared all the time before fights. Yeah. You know. I did hear that. But that's how most of us are. But people don't. They don't see that. They only see like the 15 or 25 minutes that we're in there. And yeah. again, we have the same emotions, the same feelings as everybody else. We don't know if we're going to get through the next day of training. We don't know if there's a potential injury on the horizon. And this is our livelihood. This is the way that most of us make money. A lot of us don't have second jobs. Some of us do. And if you're out of this job, um, it's very hard to make ends meet, you know? So um, I'm hoping that it just legit just takes me four weeks or less because the doctor did say, um, six weeks, but he said, don't be surprised if you start seeing some major improvements between weeks three and four, and then you could kind of be good to go. So that made me feel good. So Because well, you, you saw the ortho today. I saw the orthopedic doctor today, and uh, I know a lot of people didn't know about that. So that gave me a little bit of comfort, a little bit of relief, and I'm happy. I'm happy where things are at. I'm kind of in a cluster of my, my mental space because it's kind of like, well, what do I do? What is the right thing to do? Do I push through one more time and then roll the dice again with arguably the greatest? And I'm going to give Henry some props. I would say arguably the greatest combat athlete of all time. I should roll the dice again with one arm. Um, I mean, I could use my second arm, but it's going to hurt when I'm going through this. Yeah, adrenaline is a hell of a drug. But I know that arm, after the last fight with TJ, even though nothing really happened, dude, my arm was smoked. Nobody yeah. knows about this. It's not shit I like. It's like, these are the things I'm talking about. Like, we get hurt, we do all these things, we kind of bottle it up, and no one really hears about it. So, I'm just saying, cut me a little freaking slack, man. God, leave me alone, you big bullies. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time he's ever reacted emotionally to a comment from a fan. Yeah. What, what was I saying? It, the only thing that bugs me is when they 
they challenged my my honor in my honor and my integrity of like what I'm trying to do. Like that actually gets under my skin because this is why we fight. I fought for no money. I fought because I just wanted to fight. And you're trying to tell me that I'm getting an opportunity to possibly break a million dollars in one fight that I'm not going to fight because I'm I'm scared. That makes me want to punch that person in the face. Oh, I won't, so yeah, the notion that you're scared at people. It, that drives me nuts because I'm just like, what What are you even talking? Like, what are you, is that your way of egging me on to say, okay, I'm going to sign the contract to prove this person wrong? Because that's just stupid. It just makes me want to fight you. That's I'm like, I'll show you who's scared. If you, you know were a mean? baseball I'm, player. Guys, I'm not going to fight a fan. Trust me, I got a little bit more common sense than that. But it's like if you were if you were a football like wide receiver and you had this injury that didn't even affect your ability to catch a ball. Yeah. You'd they wouldn't even let you play. Yeah. And I'd get paid. Yeah. But you're a it's just like I saw when I saw the fucking Damar Hamlin, thank God he's okay, but yeah. When I saw him take that hit and then fall fall down, I'm like, yo, fighters fall down every card. Yeah. Forty eight times a year there's at least a fighter on a card. There's at least one fighter on a card that fucking takes a hit without a helmet and falls to the ground and goes unconscious. That's like yeah. a fucking normal thing in your sport. It's a tough but no sport, one man. says no one has a national prayer fest on Twitter whenever like when Tony Ferguson gets head kicked by Michael Chandler or fucking oh, Francis that was nasty. Like that one? Like I immediately thought of that one cuz he like lied still for like 13 seconds before he moved. Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nasty ass front kick. I was like people in like in the fighter section, we're like, like worried for that guy, but yeah. no one like puts up prayers or anything f- when the fighter gets knocked out. It's just like, it's a, it's a, it's the nature of the beast. It's yeah, a, we kind of expect it to happen, which I'm saying it's like, I get it, but it's just like, you can't challenge the fighter's ego to try to make yourself feel better and self righteous. It's like we are tr- literally trying to entertain you. You don't think we want to compete? We want to compete because one, we make money when we compete. You don't think I want to get back to fighting four times a year? I would love that. The way the the money I'm getting paid now, bro. Yeah. I'm fucking trying to ride this shit out to the fucking bank all day long. I got my financial goals, you know. I want to compete. Yeah. But if I'm gonna put myself in a situation where it's like lifelong injuries that I'm gonna have to live with for the rest of my life, my neck, my bicep, the hernia. I walk with a limp now ever since I got this hernia. Literally, like it's like one of my legs is now shorter. It's the most freakiest thing when I walk. I didn't even know that. Um. And then my shoulder, my labrum, washing my back hurts, trying to put my arm behind my back to, to wash this way. Once I do this, because when I pronate, so as I turn my wrist to go backwards, I feel pain. So, yeah, I'm making excuses because I don't want to fight a guy who's arguably the best combat athlete of all time, pound for pound in terms of weight. I still think I'm going to fuck him up, though. But I don't think, I think I lessen my chances of winning that fight going in like this again where again i fought those other two guys because the styles they make fights yeah if we're sean o'malley where do i sign where do i sign i could take off a couple weeks here and there of of grappling training and still know that i would smoke him and if the fight hits the ground i know i could smoke him yeah you know what i mean um styles make fights um, because I don't think he's going to put You're, me in posi- yeah. positions where I'm going to need to rely on those situations. But it is what So it is. to take another month to be like just more prepared, basically. Yeah. And in one breath, the fans, oh, outrage. Oh, my God, TJ, you disingenuous SOB. How can you do that to us? That was foul. I, I want my money back. You rigged the fights. You went in there compromised. No, you didn't have yeah, a chance. Right, yeah. 
But in the other breath, oh, you're being soft. You should go fight. Like, I'm just like, what's that 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 Asian meme? Um, it was a Jackie Chan. It was like, ooh, I don't know. That's what. That's how I feel <laughs> when a guy's like holding his head. I'm like, you, you're making my head hurt with this nonsense. It's like it has to make sense. You can't go yeah. back and forth. The same guys bashing TJ are the same ones saying, well, you should fight. All fighters fight all the time injured. I'm like, a guy literally just did that, and he got crucified. I saw comments, though, on Twitter that were like, at least he's not pulling a TJ. Yes, and that made me happy because, again, some fans are smart. Guys, I'm not bashing all fans because some of you guys actually have brains. The other ones who just seem to be irrational, um, emotional, and just have no understanding of what goes on. Um, and you can't, like, they can't connect the dots. Yeah. It's just like you can't, you can't have it both ways. If we fight and we fight through the injury, that's reasonable. I fought through two reasonable injuries with, with two reasonable opponents. But am I going to take that risk against a guy who now I will have to heavily rely on that situation and probably tear the whole thing in that fight? Yeah, it's like, it's not like you don't no. think you can beat Henry. It's that you're it's already half torn, and if you are using it as much as you think you will, it'll probably just snap. Snap, yeah. And that's, that's what, what happened the doctor says. Yeah. So and, it's not uh, like you're you're trying to avoid a lifelong fucking injury like look at Matt Matt Sarah has the the bicep up his yeah. arm and this is my wrist from the surgery that I did on my wrist in 2019 look at this shit remember I tore it in 2015 I didn't get the surgery and now look at the range of motion that I have with this that's all I could do I can't bend my wrist any more than this but this one I can so when I do grappling situations some some positions I lose because I can't manipulate my wrist and this is all because I want to keep fighting for the fans because if I got it fixed earlier before all the damage was done my range of motion would have been a lot better. So it's like, you kind of have to pick and choose. And I chose to compete. I paid for it now. So now I'm in a situation where I'm like, yo, I did enough. I don't want to take that chance again and, and probably make things worse long term and end up like this on the other side of my body. So if that's wrong and ill-advised for me, then I don't know what to tell people. Then I guess I'm selfish and whatever. Fuck uh, speaking of, but... What we got? We got some fights to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, Sean Strickland is now in for Kevin Gastelum because Eric Kevin Gastelum had to, f- he, he like lost a tooth, so he had to pull out. What we got? Yeah. Got the <laughs> lights, baby. Hey. Yeah, so I, I like this fight. Strickland, um, I'm evolved. Strickland's going to be bigger. I don't it's think. It's at 205 now. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be so much bigger to the point where, because Strickland is, is originally a welterweight. He had a bad car accident. He went up in weight, fight to 85. Now, remember, he fought Kamaru Usman at 170. Usman actually beat him. Wow. Yeah, this is years back. That's actually crazy. So now you see Strickland at 85 giving people the works. Um, he's fighting Amavov. Yeah, he's. I think he's now a little bit more filled out for 85. Um, not the biggest 85er. You look at him next to Pereira. <laughs> nah. You look at him next yeah. to Cannonier. It's just a, a it's significant size difference. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's gonna have that advantage. Um, Ivanov moves a lot. That's gonna be one of the more interesting points. And of course, Strickland taking this on short notice, he's gonna have to get busy early. He can't get kicked a million times like he did against Cannonier, and then be upset. And uh, I think Strickland has a great chance of winning this fight if he can stick that jab, mix in some kicks. He has a very nice underrated, um, I, I think, slept on front kick that people don't really Strickland. talk about. Yeah, he does like this snapping teep, and he does like a snapping front kick where he's standing up upright. He'll walk in, and he'll just bang right up the middle. 
Hmm. It's fucked up. I've seen it actually. And I, I don't think people talk about that enough when you when you actually been hit with that. It's literally like someone walks past you in the office and they say, Hey, how you doing? Bop! And catches you like that off guard. That's how it feels. So And what do you lose your breath? Like, you lose your breath, it kinda makes you talk a bit and it hurts. You could probably go down. I mean, I've fallen on my stomach and lost my breath. Is it yeah. Like you know when you get the wind knocked out of you? Yeah. It's like that? Uh well it depends on how hard you get hit. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I think if he utilizes that, he can make this a, not just that one attack, but I think if he mixes it up, his jab is going to be great. Um, he's going to have to cut the cage off, can't chase him around and try to do the man dance the whole time. He's going to have to use a little bit of um, brings in this one, not just brawn. And I think Amovov is a pretty smart, they call him the Russian sniper for a reason. I know he lives in Paris, but I guess he's Russian um, that lives in Paris. Uh, he's got good striking, man. He looks so good against Joaquin Buckley until that third round he got tired. But this was a five-round fight. He's trained for a five-round fight. Is Strickland ready for a five-round fight? I know he's always sparring. So I know he's oh, going to be in shape. this is a five-round fight. Yeah, main event. Unless they made it agreed upon that it's going to be three. But usually the UFC tries to keep it five. Um, I like this. I don't know which way I'm going with this one. I feel like the bigger man should win. But then again, conditioning could play a factor. And I don't know what type of shape Sean's in. Yeah, but I Sean does spar like all the time. So Yeah. But he's... I mean, he's coming off two back-to-back losses. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yo, kudos to him. That's balls, man. Because to to risk another yeah. loss like that in a half, another half camp, that puts you in a tough spot if you lose, man. Half, it's like a fifth of a camp, really. Yeah. For a five-round fight, I mean, it's, like, it's like a week, basically. That got announced yesterday while I was uploading the podcast. But he beats him. I mean, he steals a lot of thunder. But I, even if you do, don't, do you think they cut him slack if he loses? Because it's like he's Sean Strickland. He's pretty famous, and he took a risky fight, and they seem to like him. You know, people only remember the losses and the wins, bro. Yeah, the UFC might cut him they, some but slack the UFC, and give him another one. Yeah, but you can only lose so many before it's like, well, thanks for coming. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did kind of serve him up to Pereira. Yeah. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're like, okay, if he goes, oh, like three losses in a row. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> you that never know what the UFC thinks, but man. But he's crazy. Like, he'll do just shit like this, you know? Yeah. I remember I used to be that crazy. I would take a fight on a week's notice, two weeks' notice. And now here just... you are. Now here I am dodging Henry. thinking, dodging Henry, <laughs> knowing that doing shit like that is not always in your best. Running away from Henry. Yeah, I'm I'm not coming back. I'm about to Forrest Gump this shit, bro. <laughs> Just run. Yeah. At, at the moment I see Henry again, I'm like if I see him at the PI, I'm literally dropping all my shit and I'm just running. And it's going to be straight out the door. That'd be good content. They're like, oh shit. We actually, if we we have to do that now. It would be hilarious. <laughs> I really would like to slap him with a burrito, though. That would actually be the best. Yeah, wait, so he called you like a burrito eater? or No, no I called him, he said, I need to put the Hennessy down. I'm like, why are you assuming I drink Hennessy? Is that a is that a black people thing? That's what he's assuming. That's a stereotype. Like is Okay, so that's a stereotype. That's a stereotype. So I, I will say there that. are a lot of black folks that do, at least in my neighborhood, that do like Hennessy. For whatever reason. I don't know if I've ever had it. You know, the Henny's in your system. Ain't no telling what I love or what I just some. 
So I'd be telling I'm a pimp by blood. So it's a lot of like of, of a cultural hip hop thing. Like you see that amongst a lot of the hip hop culture. And it's not just black folks. It's like anyone who's involved with the hip hop culture, they like that brown water. Um, I used to be like that. I'm not like that anymore. Like I drink bourbon, I drink tequila, I drink rum. Um, so it, it doesn't even bother me that he says it. It's just I do feel like a lot of his jokes have been like, like all his jokes pretty much to this day have all been like racially charged. I'm like, dude, can you say anything funny that's not like a stereotype or racial like whatsoever? Yeah. And he can't. Is he making those jokes? Those ones that are bad? Yeah, I think it's him. Like, I got to find this one he did today because it was literally made no sense. Yeah, those ones, I'm pretty sure it's him, and they're really bad. It's literally like, I want you I want you to tell me if this makes sense to you because... Hold on, let me put this on the charger. Okay. You he know said, who you're talking to? He, saw, he said... Uh, you look so, like a butt. You thought I was feeling you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you finished that one. <laughs> okay, so Sean said, is Aljo Comain... Fighting Henry or not, I'm confused. He said his bicep is torn. If that's the case, let me beat up Henry. Henry responds to that tweet. Beat by his saying, ass, bro. Beat his fucking ass. I'll beat his ass after you're done. That would be nice. Do an interim. Fuck it. Beat his ass. I'll beat his ass. And even if you do beat his ass, I'll beat his ass again for you. Just because he deserves an ass whooping. Whether it's from you or it's from me. Henry deserves an ass whooping. Because he's been on the sideline taking all that shit he's probably been taking. Healing his body up. You think? I 100%. He's out of the testing pool. Why would you not try to get your body back to 100%? So that's like the play now. Is just That's what it seems like. Retire, get out of you, get out of the testing pool. And now nothing hurts on his body, but here I am dealing with injuries and all oh, it's so convenient for you to jump in now. Yeah, but you're you have a physical genetic gift. So it's kind of kinda even. Look at your body, bro. I'm fat right now. <laughs> yeah, but even you still have abs. I'm a little soft right now. I'm like when anymore. other people are fat, they don't have they have rolls. You yeah. have abs somehow. I have like one big pack. And you have long ass fucking limbs. I'll take you to Jamaica and we could find a whole bunch of me's running around. I did notice everyone's yeah. built like you in Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. It's literally crazy. And they ain't training. Everyone's like like long as shit. Yeah. Fucking V taper abs and like veins all over their arms. Like yeah. it's crazy. Anyway, tell me if this tweet makes sense. He said, Sean, you like a pack of Skittles that had an abortion. Any time, any place, three trophies. No, I, I I I remember reading that. I'm like, Sean, what is that? Skittles that had an abortion. I think he just puts words together and, and thinks like, yeah, this is gonna be good. But like, what does that even fucking mean? Yeah, Skittles that had an abortion. I'm like trying to piece it together. We should have a video where it's just Henry's worst tweets. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> like us reacting to Henry's worst tweets. Henry's greatest worst tweets ever. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Back to back to Strickland and <laughs> and I'm evolved. It's gonna be a banger of a fight. Can't wait for that one. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna be in the building at the Apex, bro. I got two tickets. If you want one, let me know. Drop a drop a request in the comments, baby. Drop a request. Jake's not gonna come. You guys can come. I, I should do that, right? Should take a fan to the fight. I'm working. That would be cool, though. Um, that would be. Give him some. You know wrong. what? Nah, be careful. <laughs> Maybe what? you should plan this a little. It'd be cool to take a fan out. I should do like an NFT for like that. How would I do that? Like, how would I set up nah, an NFT? Dude, the NFT game is fucked right now. Is it? Yeah. Honestly, I don't follow none of this shit. So, Logan Paul had the fucking 
he had some NFT shit, crypto thing, that just got exposed for being a total scam. And so now, and like Bitcoin's way down. All these NFT projects are like worth nothing now. It's like that whole thing was bogus. Like they said crypto was going to be like the next big thing. Yeah. And it's like not at all. AI is the next big thing, but crypto's. But what about NFT is still what it, what it offers you in the sense of like you can offer fans something like an experience. But, but you can like do that without an NFT. So it's like. Well, the NFT they would actually have to pay for. No, you can do that. You can just sell tickets to something. And no, but then I have to do that with everybody. The NFT is like a winner. Or you do a raffle. I could do a raffle. Like you don't need, see what I'm saying? The NFT actually doesn't do anything that you can't do without it. In my, it seems like. Yeah, but you can make money from it. Right, but you can make money. Like, I just like we just did this the yeah. raffle. Yeah. You don't need an, the NFT. Doesn't. Oh, you're saying the 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 other the person who buys the NFT can make money if they sell it. That too, or as the creator, so say if I did something or you did something, people would pay you to do something with you. Right. As an exclusivity thing, separate from like doing a raffle that you could do, but with the raffle, you don't, you don't, people don't pay for the raffle unless you charge for the raffle. No, you or you do like a bid. Or you do a bid. see how oh. much someone will pay. That's, that's what I was thinking of. That's different. Yeah. But the NFT... I feel like at least with the NFT, you could kind of do like a group thing so that it's not like a scam. So you're not just charging everybody and then people don't get shit. Like, that's fucked up. But that's that's it. what people do. Like, if you buy this NFT, you have access to events or you, like, might be able to meet me. That's what what a lot of people did with the NFTs. Ah, uh, okay. I see. So it's, and it's like, it's completely foul. unregulated. That's pretty foul. Yeah. And, like, the whole crypto NFT world is just like, like, did you hear about FTX? That whole thing? I heard of it. I don't know about, like, whatever they're dealing with. It was basically, like, a bank. I mean, I might be fucking this up, but it was basically, like, a bank that was, like, owned by these, like, nerds on an island. And, like... Shout out Crypto.com. They don't pay me shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got the pay. I got the pay. Anyway, FTX basically was, like, had, all, had, like, $30 billion. It was valued at $30 billion. And then they fucked the money up. And now, like, everyone, Dennis had money in it, and he lost it. Because mm. anyone who had money in crypto in FTX, like, using their app yeah. to store their crypto. It was just gone. It was gone. It's all, everything. Where'd it go? It's, it was, like, devalued. It would be like if the dollar lost all its value. Yeah. Then your bank account just had no value. But somebody collects it. Like, they had it, but the value of it went to zero. So the value of the Bitcoin or whatever they had. Yeah, but what's the value See, of it? Ba- but, what's the value of it based on? This isn't exactly. You, but that's what I'm saying. So that means somebody had to have almost like gone in there and changed the value so to zero. So I think, I, don't, I can't explain this well, but some, Me other, either. some <laughs> other company. <laughs> fucking crypto, motherfucker. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, what the fuck is the point of crypto? If you really think, I had this so argument with someone. So you sell drugs, bro. That's a real thing. Trying to sell drugs to the kids? I'm not. That's what be, sounds like you trying to sell drugs. Jake trying to sell drugs. Say nah. <laughs> you would tweet some shit like that. <laughs> Jake selling drugs to the kids, y'all. Hide your kids. Yo, some, hide your wives. Something gets fucked up on the podcast. <laughs> Aljo goes straight to Twitter and he's like, "Yo, my bad. Jake did this." Yeah, I love Twitter, bro. It's such a toxic we place. We know you love Twitter. People are like, "You should get off your phone." I'm Yo, like, "Screw you, bro." I deleted Twitter enjoy. because all I got was your fucking every <laughs> thought, every fucking minute. 
And I'm like, yo, I fucking live with this guy. I don't need this. I don't need everything that's in his mind. I could just go ask him. Oh, God. That was great. <laughs> like, you ruined Twitter for me. It's all, I can pull it up right now. It's all you. I don't know how. They must know I'm, like, near you. Twitter likes me, man. Some of them do. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Even the ones that hate me, I tell them thank you and I tell them I love you. YouTube loves you. Twitter hates you. <laughs> YouTube is a better safe place. <laughs> like, you you have 40,000 fans on YouTube. <clears throat> on Twitter, you have like 170,000 haters. It's so weird. And literally, if you want to hate on somebody, you go <clears throat> to Twitter. If you had to pay to hate, I want to know how much money I can make from this, bro. I mean, you make pay-per-view. Oh, speaking of, Dylan Dennis was mad at me. Sent me a DM. Bro. Oh, can we post the DM? I mean, I don't know if that's some bitch shit if I do that. But It's not really. Is it? I don't know. I'm I don't not, know. I, I'm not part of this world. He was He was mad at me. I, I guess he, this is before we even posted the clip. I didn't even post the clip. He sent it to me last Somehow night. Somehow he, he must have seen the podcast. But you know those MMA sites? Sites. Those, they, they do all those but cutouts. But did they pick that shit up yet? They had to because we released it yesterday. Right, but I'm, I didn't see any clips about that podcast till today. Unless he listens to my podcast, I'm not. I don't think Dylan Dennis is listening to my podcast. It is the best MMA podcast. It is the best, but I don't think he's listening to the best. Especially he should since be listening I joined to the best. and really helped out. Especially since <laughs> I'm on the host. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's been a huge uptick since I came in onto this team. But whatever, Aljo won't ever say that. Uh, uh, he did give me a raise though. A little bump up, a little bump. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that he was even mad, I was like, "Oh wow, this guy listens to the he listens to the show." But I just had to kill him with kindness because I'm like, "Dude, I'm not hating on you. I don't think anything I said was foul play." You just said you want to see him actually fight. I want to see him compete. I'm like, "Dude, you're actually good when you grapple." I don't think you're a great striker. I don't think I'm the greatest striker. I think I'm creative and I get the fight to where I want it to be. I would like to see him go out there and strangle somebody or snap a limb. And I think he's fully capable of still doing that and compete with some of the best guys in the world. Maybe not like the top 10 or top 15 UFC fighters, but there's some guys on the roster I do think he could beat. And with that being said, he just looks like he's not taking life in the competition realm too seriously, and he's just having a blast with just trolling people. But, like, how does that – because you have all this hype. You could make money with it in yeah. a fight, but you don't fight. So what is the end goal, you know? Uh, yeah. That's what's that's the part that's beyond me. I'm just like, what are we what are we actually doing again? Are we gonna compete or are we just talking about it? I mean, that's how I feel. I I I always thought if he came back, he should have came back in, to Bellator because yeah. then he fucking he probably could win an MMA fight. Yeah, but a boxing fight. Um, <coughs> I mean KSI like has been training boxing for, like, five years straight. Whereas Dylan Dennis for the last five years, hasn't even been See, doing much. See, that's the... We don't know what he's been doing for the last five years. Well, what... I know what he's been partying. Seen, I know he's been partying. What we've seen is the partying and getting decked in public by other fighters. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, dude, like, someone of your clout... And I don't even know if the clout's, like, justifiable if it wasn't for Connor, But even so, you got the clout... What are you doing with it? How do you turn that and convert that into dollar signs for you and your brand? That's all I'm saying. It's like, dude, you're still very talented. I want to see you compete. Yeah. I like jujitsu. I will watch him compete. If he's going to grapple, I'm going to watch. If he's going to fight, I'm going to watch. I just, I'm a fan of the sport in general. Yeah. 
I just don't know what the hell he's doing these days. But the fact that he sent me a DM, I was like, oh, he. I hope he subscribed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he didn't unsubscribe me. Damn, that'd be foul. Don't unsubscribe me, Dylan. Maybe we up. want him back. Yeah. With this Maybe. one. I know he saw the clip, and I think he liked the clip because he retweeted it on Twitter. So I don't know if he's like being passive aggressive. I don't know. Oh, he. Oh. He did retweet it. I didn't get much views after that though on the Twitter. Like the Twitter for me, a business account, it shows how many views the, yeah. the clip gets. I don't know if that's for everybody, um, but he didn't. He didn't really push the numbers the way I thought he was gonna push the numbers. Which is interesting because the content of his DM to you, yeah, it was about numbers. It was about numbers. Yeah. yeah I was like, All right. Can I just say what he said? <laughs> hey, you can do whatever you want. All right, I'll I say don't have it. a gun to your head. You I'll know? say it because the the people want to know. Do they? That Dylan Danis said to you that he he can get this he gets more views than you when he like wipes his ass. Then I would in any title fight. Something like that. Interesting. And I was like, you probably might. I mean, not in a title fight. He probably might. People might actually tune in more to watch him wipe his ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even being facetious. I'm like, it is Dylan Dennis. And I mean, he's like he gets clicks. If he did wipe his ass on video and then just post, post it, it, that would probably get hella views. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Dylan Dennis makes a video of him wiping his ass. That would get more views than that would be a record breaking pay per view. <laughs> yeah, that would surpass yeah. Connor Khabib. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah, Dylan does some serious numbers, so it'd be nice. <laughs> And see, I wonder if he wipes back to front or front to back. <laughs> All right, we got to stop this shit. <laughs> guys. I thought it was over, <laughs> and then he says that. <laughs> this is my sense of humor, guys. It's kind of, it can be a little dark sometimes. I got to clip this. Oh, man. Ah, fuck. Oh, damn, we got some, what are the fights, bro? I don't know. Umar, we got Umar. Actually, let's talk about. Wait, Umar's fighting? Yeah, but we're going to we're going to get to Umar. We're going to get to Umar. Yo, they say he's the guy who could actually beat you. You know the, what pisses don't me off? Bri- don't breeze him off, bro. He's hey, actually good. We'll talk about Umar in a second. Let's talk about my guy Danny Ige back in action taking on Damon Jackson. That's going to be a hell of a fight. That's, he trains here, right? Yeah. Oh, Ige. Yeah, yeah. In Vegas, yeah. Yeah. He actually works with Ali. I think he's like a co-manager too. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I don't even know what that means. But. He like helps him out, from what I understand. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. At least from what I know, or have heard in the past. But this is a good fight. You know, Danny, obviously a little bit of a rough. Um, the last one was a little rough with Mosar. Mm. Took some time off. Um, no one gave him shit. Um, I just want to put that out there. Yo, you got to <laughs> stop being so fucking bitter, bro. I'm super bitter, bro. Yeah, it's like ruining your life. I need some like bitter juice. Cause maybe if I drink some bitter juice, I'll stop I got being rum. Bitter. That's pretty bitter right here. <laughs> um, so that that was a tough fight. Um, Mosar's a beast. Uh, he came up short. Whatever. So I think this is a great opportunity for him to get back in the win column. I think it's a very very winnable fight. Um, Damon Jackson is very good, especially if he gets the back. He's dangerous. He has some solid ground and pound, and he has some, some really good submissions. I think his name is the Leech. Um, Because he gets on your back and he's stuck there for a while, you know. So I think Ige's got to be smart. But I know Damon's been knocked out before. And I think this is an opportunity for Danny to get back in a very big way. He just has to make sure his approach is super 
on point. Make sure he's dialed in. I saw him today. He looks like he's in phenomenal shape. Looked lean, ripped, ready to go. Um, steps on the scale in four days. What's his grappling like? Three days actually. Today's Tuesday. Um, I don't really. I have. See, I, he gets a black belt, but obviously there are tiers of black belts. If I'm comparing him to Damon Jackson, if they would just just to straight up grapple, I don't know who wins that. I know Damon's better when he gets on the back, mm-hmm. at least from what I've seen. So, but it, but you think Danny Danny Gay has like the? He's a wrestler grappler, so he's got good like a good base when he gets on top. So wrestling to jujitsu, he's good. yes, he's strong. And what but about Jackson? Damien Jackson. Damien's like good jujitsu, like overall, like overall well-rounded jujitsu. And if he gets to the back, that's where he's. I feel he's the most dangerous. But he doesn't have the same wrestling. Not the same wrestling. So it almost. So it's almost like his jujitsu is a little better, but Dan Ige is the more well-rounded grappler. This would be as equivalent as it could get on a lower tier of grappling. It's you and Henry. Me almost. and Henry. Yeah. And that's not saying it in a disrespectful way. I just think because Henry's Olympic champion, Ige's not an Olympic okay. champion. Right. You know, but then you have the grappler, so um, it's just like a notch below kind of thing in terms of we're going to make that analogy. So I, I think it's a very interesting fight. I think Ige is going to have to use his feints. And I think he's if he rips the body, I think he could put Damien down and uh, maybe come over the top with something something big. I like the body shots. Yeah. I think you guys should use those more. Yeah. In my outsider well, see, opinion. With the body shots, the thing that I get nervous about is when you do go to the body. Obviously, you got to set it up. You got to start up top, get them to cover, and then you go to the body. Yes, basic one-on-one fundamentals. I think anyone with a brain who has ever struck, they understand this. But with the small gloves, even when you do go in... There's opportunities for hello, hello, hello. There's a lot of close encounters that you could get hit with in transition. But the payoff could be worth it. It could be a one-shot kill. Put them down. Well, so I did we – we got the Oculus, you know, that the headset thing, and they have a boxing game, and it's like you're boxing somebody. And I, I really – the body shots were really good. So I'm so you're Floyd Mayweather now. Yeah. You basically told me you're Floyd. I mean, I, I learned a lot about striking in this game, and I realized, wow, people people in MMA don't use body shots enough. And I just wait, wanted wait, to tell what you. What did this teach you about body shots? I'm well, actually they're lethal. Okay. But what about the but Oculus I, you know, game? Because I used the body shots, yeah. and I won a lot with that. Like, I, I beat the game with the by by making my main thing, like, jabs to the body. Okay. And then, like, the hooks to the liver. Okay. And I was like, yeah, this confirms my theory that you guys should use the body shots more. I'm just talking shit, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you, like, legitimately believe, like, this game made you, like, have, like, this euphoric moment in your life where you're like, ah. No, I did think, like, maybe I have a chance without you. If you go to the body. Body shots are fucked up. Like, if I got hit to the body right now, it's not good. I'm a little soft in the, in the no, just region. just like I think there's gonna be a lot of fighters that come oh, from this this boxing game on the Oculus, you know? Yeah, because it's it's real, it's like real life. It's not really. I, yeah, <laughs> I I just didn't know how to kind of burst that bubble because <laughs> I was like I don't, I don't know if he's like You're serious. Like, okay, I'm like. Jay. How do I like slowly let this no, guy I got, down? I gotta work on my sarcasm, man. Because no, I, I was trying to slowly let you down. I just wasn't sure if you were serious or not. Damn. Because I was like, I don't want to let him let him down all at once, you know. But I did. I felt I did it every day when I was in Chicago, and I, you know, I think I'm lethal now. I believe you. I think you should get in there and fight Floyd. I think you are like the now, like you are like a Klitschko. Not Floyd. I would just. 
like to call out any videographer. You should fight Dylan Dennis. Any videographer, I would do that. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I think Dylan Dennis might actually wreck you though. To be honest, In boxing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've never done any. Yeah, so that's why it's funny. he would probably would. But I would do it like. Yo, I mean, Lee, can I'd... you leave Dylan alone, bro? Says you. Can you leave Dylan alone? This guy's a bully. You're bro. the one who said fucking Dylan Dennis. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Yeah, what is he doing? I think everybody has the same questions. But anyway. Yeah. I got Danny again. Based on the way you describe the styles. I think Danny gets on top, but I do feel like sometimes Danny gets falls in love with the striking. Like um let's say the Korean zombie for instance. In that fight, I feel like there were better ways that Danny could approach a fight. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, you never know. You take the chance. Sometimes you gamble and you, you think what's going to win is going to be the best formula for success. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. I think in that one, Zombie took him down, controlled the back, and was able to pretty much win the fight by takedown and control time. Where I felt if Danny was more assertive with his grappling, I feel like when wrestlers transition to MMA, you see a lot of them that get away from the grappling. They tend to want to be strikers more. I know he got that quick knockout over um, Gavin, um, who's a really good Muay Thai guy. He knocked him out as he stepped in. Danny put him to sleep in like 10 seconds. I think I think it's probably because guys, like, yeah, they get a knockout like that and they get all this glory. And it's yeah. more like... Well, Danny hits hard. And I've told him this multiple... When he's hit me to the body, even when we're drilling, I was like, bro, you need to do that because... That hurts. <laughs> Serious. No no exaggeration. Not even trying to like gaslight him or anything. Um, that's a legitimate thing. So I think guys fall in love with that. I'm not saying that's Danny what I'm does. I'm saying like they, yeah. they do, they get success with it and they're like, oh, this is way more cool to watch than fucking wrestling. Oh, of course. And yeah. it's a lot easier than grappling for 20, 15 minutes. 15 minutes of grappling is exhausting. You want to like borderline fall over and just lay down. Yeah, no, like when we wrestled in Dubai on the yeah. beach. Me you almost and... feel like your heart's pumping through your chest. I was like, I need to do that to lose weight. Yeah. Because that's like harder than anything I've ever done in exactly. my life. Exactly. That's why I tell people the fastest way for me to lose weight is grappling. I always grapple to lose weight I, really yeah. quick. I don't, there's probably no better workout. Yeah. Full body. But going back to what I'm saying, I, I just think with Danny, even in that zombie fight, I felt like if his approach was more like striking to get into the takedown entries, I think that fight probably goes there. Probably. I'm not saying I'm right. I just think when I look at it, I see his skill set, what I've seen with him training. I feel like that would have been like my um, thing that I would have told him to kind of stick with um, his bread and butter. And now fighting Damian Jackson, I think he they might look at him as they can knock him out, which they can. But I think it has to be more methodical. And I don't think he can go out there headhunting because if he misses and gives Damian a, a chance to tie him up, Damien can make the fight more complicated than it needs to be. And that's always exciting for the fans because the fans get a bigger show. But we don't get paid more to put on a better show. We get paid to go home, do our jobs, put these guys away, and you don't need to make it a back-and-forth affair. And I think that's – I honestly think this is why people hate me because they have yet to see me get into a, a really crazy fight where they, they're like, Aljo's a dog. Or he's a tough, not tough the, SOB. Right, not on the big stage now. Yeah. Like all the new people haven't seen that. Yeah. When I fought Pedro, I was gonna say I got a lot of respect from that fight because people were like, holy shit, I did not know you could strike like that. I'm like, yeah, that's when I told my, that's, the, that's right before I got the wrist surgery because it got to the point of no return. They were talking about me fighting Frankie Yeager. Um, and I'm like, this is 2019. I'm like, 
dude, fighting like that is cool, but that shit hurts, dude. I was like, yo, this is this is a tough way to make your money to do, imagine. And I I was on the more offensive side of that. So I think fans kind of get pissed off because they don't see me go through those type of fights that they might look at that as maybe that's why they're not fully behind me because I haven't shown them that I could really bleed. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, I th- well, you haven't been in like a barn burner in just a long yeah. time. They call my fights boring. I'm like, so when I strangle a guy really quick, that's boring? I'm like, I get it. You want to see all a of fight. It, all of it comes from the Jan stuff. That too. But that's the, where I, like the real like negativity towards you comes. But I think they want to see a fight. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. Even when I watch grapplers grapple, there's something inside of me that's still like, yeah, but I want to see what happens if you could punch him in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's really what it is. Um, people just want to see me get into that type of matchup. And maybe, again, I don't think Danny needs to get into a shootout. I think he could wait till the time is right. But I think if he uses his feints, uses his, his footwork, and uses some of the setups that they use over at X3 with Eric, I think this should be... Um, I think Ige can show his brilliance and show that he is still one of the top dogs in that division. That's what I think. Yeah. But if he if he gets overzealous for striking um, and trying to headhunt, I can see how I can see how a guy like Damien, who's slippery, he's tough, can stay in the fight. When he fought Taporia, that was bad. Um, if I hope I'm not misspeaking, I know there's somebody that knocked him out. I think it was Taporia as well. Um, I just think he needs to make sure he doesn't give him an opportunity to slip something in and get in on his legs and get to the back because then that can make the fight more difficult than it needs to be. Shit. That's the fight game, man. It's a game of inches, man. Sometimes the guy who's supposed to supposed to win doesn't always win. It's about who shows up on fight night. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. Fuck. Um, now we could talk about Umar. So Umar and Nurmagomedov is fighting this weekend? He's fighting Rayoni Barcelos. Really How did I fight. not hear about this? Yeah, because none of these guys talk shit. <laughs> but I feel like the Nurmagomedovs, like, they don't have to talk shit. They just get, like, the clout. Well, they're getting the clout from the Russian fan base, that side of the world. Right. Wait, speaking of which, you saw Khabib's, like, leaving combat sports for good. Man, I don't know if I believe that shit. No? I'm hearing rumors that he's supposed to be coaching. Who? Khabib. So, I don't know if I'm buying it. And I'm not going to burst nobody's bubbles. Um, cause this is unconfirmed, so I'm not gonna put no rumors in the atmosphere. But I'm hearing he's supposed to be a coach. I'm not gonna say what kind of coach. I'm just gonna say he's supposed to be a coach. So I don't know if I'm buying it. I'm I'm calling. Wait, hold on. I'm not. Am conf- I allowed not, to ask questions? You can ask questions. I'm not confirming or denying anything. Okay. I'm just saying I don't buy it. I think he's gonna coach Nurmagomedov this weekend. There's no way he's not gonna coach his cousin. Yeah, I mean, how how would he not? That's what I'm saying. I'm not buying it. It's like, well, you, you're just going to stop cold turkey? Not yeah, because wh- why, though? Why can't you coach? It's very taxing, very time-consuming. Guys rely on you. You're literally like, almost like a dad. I thought I always thought he was more like he wasn't like there all the time coaching. Like He shows up for like... Mm. Like some, I know coaches that do, like, they're not always just there putting their time into you, but they're like there on fight night. Which is not the best in my in my personal opinion. But, you know, I'm not going to speak on that. Um, <laughs> I think if you're going to be a coach, it's a, it's a hard job and it's very time consuming. It takes time away from friends, families. Um, 
and you commit your time to athletes that have a dream and have a goal. That's why I always even say to Ray, like, I don't hit pads with him all the time, but I always, like, I get it. Like, I can put myself outside of him. Like, no, the guy's got a family. He's got a gym to run. Um, probably now, like, on my way up, I would never really bother him to hold pads for me unless he wanted to say, let's hit this week, you know? Other than that, I'm not going to insert myself. Like, I'm a big enough boy where I know how to get the work done. I know how to put together my workouts. I know what I need to work on. So whenever we did work out together, it was fun. It was cool. Get some bonding time. But at the end of the day, um, I know that they have to make their money and they give us enough time when they're traveling for the weekend to come hang out with us, to help us pursue a dream, help us pursue a goal. And they have to run the classes, run the gym. Like, it's a lot that goes into it. And I'm I'm least... I'm not selfish to the point where I'm like, no, you have to do this. You got to be here. Otherwise, you're not my coach kind of thing. Like, I get it. I'm an adult. I can make it work still and still have you as my coach. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't really do that too well. Um, but I think the coach, it's like I said, it's a very time-consuming job. This is my conf- my confliction with potentially coaching when I'm done. Because I'm just like, I kind of want to just chill. And if I coach people, I only want to coach people I like. And then, yeah, because it's a full-time endeavor to yeah. do it properly. And if, and if I coach you, I don't want to be running everything. I want to work with you for specific things. So maybe you come out, you do like two weeks with me, and we game plan or something. Um, or I come out to you for two weeks and game plan with you or something. This way I'm not committed to being with you throughout your entire career kind of thing. Yeah. If that can work. But if not, hey, I'm good. I don't need a coach this shit. I don't mind teaching classes. I don't mind teaching classes whatsoever and then going about my day. It's just a very time-consuming sport on but, all fronts. Or, like, you could, like, open a gym, like, in Jamaica. Yeah. Like you were talking about. I want to do that still. Still. That would be sick as fuck. Yeah. And even with this rum company, I'm, like, we're, like, trying to, we're, like, looking at numbers now, projecting what it's going to cost to, like, run it for, like, a sales team really? and have, like, an ambassador who can go out and push stuff and find distributors, make a deal with them. Because so, the, the U.S., we have, like, this three-tier system. We can't sell alcohol as the creators directly to the stores. You, yeah. We have to sell it to like the distributor, then the distributor right. sells it to the store. There's like a there's like so many people who need to get like oiled on the way out. It's such a way in. It's like, isn't it like the most highly regulated industry yeah. in America? Something like that. It's it's so the more I learn about, it, I'm like, man, this is actually going to be more challenging than I thought to do it here in the states. But um, I'm still up for the challenge, and I I think if we raise enough money. Um, right now we got the liquid. So I actually want to do a video talking about different rums and do like a tasting and give like a legitimate, I want it to be cool, like relax, not like super serious and uptight, but I want to try the different rums that we got all under like $50 and then see which one's the best ones for like sipping on shots, um, mixers, that type of thing. I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to be blasted after, but I got to make sure I taste them all before I hit that, that point of no return. <laughs> um, just a little sip. Yeah. And outside of that, going back to Umar and uh, Ryoni, I think this is a great matchup. I don't know how good Ryoni is on on uh, the ground. Yeah. He got taken down, I feel, by Victor Henry when they fought on that short notice fight, I think it was. And Victor Henry beat him. It was a close fight. Um, I don't know. I remember he bursted on the scene. He knocked somebody out. Nasty knockout. This one's kind of got me a little like, Scratching my head. I mean, I, I still think Umar's timing, his grappling is very, very good. So I think he's going to be able to get Barcelos down. If not, he's going to get him tired and eventually wear him down and 
keep taking him down. Do you think Umar is like the next Khabib? Is he going to be like dominating your division in a couple of, or like is he the next Islam type thing? Do you think he's that good or is he maybe a, like a level below? It's not as clear that he's going to be the next guy. Because I think a lot of people think like I could totally see after, if if you beat Henry and Sean, like there that's going to be the guy that they think is going to beat you. Yeah. Just because of the grappling. But then what about Ricky Simone? He's got a good grappling too, and that guy hits hard. People don't talk about, like, some of these guys, like, these are the guys I pay attention to that I know are dangerous. Well, the, just the name value of Nurmagomedov, I feel like that could be a guy that they would put their, you know, their money behind and getting him up to you, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's a threat for sure. Um, I mean, the guys 13. he's fought. Not really too wild with. So but that's what you said about Islam, and then he beat Charles. Yeah, but see, there's a difference between jumping the queue and going right to the top and then fighting through the gauntlet. When you have to fight through the gauntlet and you fight different styles, that's the test. When you kind of get to skip the queue and go right to the forefront, that particular test might be the best matchup for you. That's the difference. But people don't look at it like that. They go, you beat the best guy in the division, so you got to be the best. I'm like, yes or no? Yeah. Yes or no? It's like Sean going, beating Peter Jan, then he's the number one contender. I'm like, I feel like you should have to beat more top guys to just go right to number one. You should have to beat like, Marab should two be number top one. guys in the top five to get a title shot. You should have to. Yeah. And unless someone is hurt, then maybe just one. But like, I don't think just because you beat the guy who was number one, you should just take his spot from number nine. Well, he was number nine or 14, whatever the yeah. hell he was. I don't think he should have taken the one spot. I think he should have been like three or four, and Jan should have dropped down as well, and everybody else should have got bumped up. Yeah. like not, That's the way to properly do the rankings. Yeah, like because how do you just skip nine guys when the last three guys you fought were like not good? Yeah. You know, you still have to give Jan some credit because he beat San Hagen. So I think maybe he's still in front of him. Um, and it was like Jose Aldo retired. But then when you see O'Malley, it's like, who did he beat? Where? Like, it, I think those guys should go down and the other guys should get bumped up. But it, it's all subjective, man. And it honestly, weird. it doesn't really even matter because the people who control that thing is just like they they go by who's the most popular guy. I feel like sometimes it's really little to no credibility. It's like when Islam beat. Tiago Moises, he skyrocketed in the rankings. And I'm like, I don't understand what is going on. It's like, if you won the fight for the title, just say that. Just say that. What's the point of having the rankings if someone could just skyrocket through the rankings like that? Yeah. I don't, I mean, because. You don't beat the number 14 guy and go to number five. That's that's beyond silly. And right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Umar doesn't deserve that. Not Umar, um, Makachev. Makachev is good, but I just don't think. It's fair for someone to skip the queue. Even Connor had to kind of fight his way. He knocked out Chad Mendez. He knocked out um, Dennis Seaver. So he beat he beat Max Holloway. He beat good guys along the way. Mm -hmm. Favorable matchups. Kept him away from Frankie. Gave him Chad Mendez on short notice. Um, but he beat top guys on his way in increments. Where you have a guy who beat the number 14 guy and then goes straight to number 5. It's just like, what are we doing? That's the only thing that annoys me about that. Oh, 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 yeah. I know. You're for, talking for about Islam. versus. Yeah, yeah. Moises, and then he fights, pretty much gets to fight. Um, who did he beat after that? He beat Dan Hooker, and then he got a title shot, I think, right? Um, 
He was supposed to fight Benil. Yeah, yeah, and then and he, then got he fought shot. Bobby Green. And then he fought Bobby Green, got a title shot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, and then again, it's not it's not Islam's fault, guys. It's not Islam's fault that these guys are taking these short notice fights with him, and then Benil Darius pulled out. He has no control over that. The same way I don't have any control over Jan hit me in the head with a knee and TJ coming to the fight with one arm. It's it's the fight game. But what I'm saying is, it should be fair across the board that you should have to fight through the gauntlet. But sometimes the UFC is going to do what's better for the company. And from a business standpoint, I get it. But from an athletic standpoint, I can see how some people are salty. It's not my division. I don't give a shit. But I can see how yeah. people would be pissed. But it did work. Like, he did win the title. So, I guess but you, that's but the it's still, and still, That's the argument. But it's still in, but the, you, in but the sense of It comes back merit. to what you said. is like he won, he won against a guy who might have been a good matchup for him. It's not like he had to work his way and beat all the guys. Yeah. And I'm not saying Islam wouldn't beat these guys anyway. Right. Oh my God, I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna get crucified. Oh, you disrespect Islam. How am I disrespecting? How is it my disrespecting him? I'm just laying out the facts. This is 100% factual. Everybody else has to fight through the gauntlet. This is why people get pissed. This is why Benil's like he doesn't want to get skipped over, but he knows he doesn't talk shit. He's gonna get skipped over. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you gotta like make it easy for the UFC. What I what I think about um, Pumi. Pumi actually just called me. When I think about Umar, that's why I said Pumi's name. <laughs> when I think about Umar, I think he's very, very talented. I think they could do the same treatment to him. He could jump the queue really quick, just like anybody, like just like Islam was able to do. Conor McGregor kind of did, but he still kind of fought his way up. Um, I think uh, they could do that. And then the UFC is in the business of making money. Like the ranking shit is just to show people. Like that's really all. And it's is. just I think it's just to be manipulated. Yeah. Like to jump Sean up. Yeah, is a complete manipulation of how it should work. Yes, and that's I'm not just even that's not just about Sean. It's just about anyone they do that with. Yeah, so I think Umar's in a great spot. He beats Ryoni, who was ranked at a time. I think it puts him further up the rankings. I guarantee he beats Ryoni if he finishes him. I he I shit you not, he probably jumps up to number six or seven. And then he fights a top five guy. Maybe. And then. And then he fights. Then, for then he fights you after you, fights for after your next two fights. Yeah, either me or Marab. He fights one of us. <sighs> Those and are again, two legendary grappling. I I think my style matches up perfect with him. That's that fight. He does nothing different than what I do. Like literally nothing different. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a it's gonna be such an identical chess match. I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to the striking on the feet. It would actually be. I hope that matchup happens one day because it will be like, while you're in your prime still like. 33 the kid's like 24 years I know old. that's what I'm hoping happens like <laughs> next year I'm be, like I, like for the title because that would bucks, be man. sick if you fucking it'd be a massive fight yeah just the the grappling pedigree of both of you like yeah because regardless of people like me or not you can't deny skills like people can say whatever yeah. they want to say about me but I think my grappling IQ speaks for itself it's basically like you and Islam are the top just pure, like, all-around grapplers in yeah, the UFC. I, in terms of well-rounded grappling, I think so. Like wrestling to jiu-jitsu. And we both know how to cage wrestle really well. I think that's what a lot of people lack. I think Umar does a very good job with that as well. Oh, um, Marab too. Yeah. Marab is very good in, on the cage as well. And like, imposing his will. He will make he makes guys will. And that's what I was saying on the last episode. Is like, I'm going to take you down and I'm going to drown you. You're not getting up. That's it. And Marab will take you down, and he'll make you wilt. Like, it's like he's playing with his food. Yeah. 
It's like, like, all right, come back. Okay, back to the floor. I've seen this guy take people down to sparring and just get up and walk away and just jumps around, waits for you to get up, and he goes back again, throws a big-ass shot, boom, boom, and then takes you back down, throws you on the ground, like almost hits a double leg, chucks you on the ground, just gets back up again, and then he's just ready to go. And I'm just like... It's like funny. It's funny because I'm like, yeah. now you guys know what I deal with. <laughs> now you know. Now you know the stress that I have to deal with. I have to be on point every time we spar, every single time. Yeah. Um, but he, he, it's like fun for him to just fuck with people. Yeah. Like, I saw a guy hit him too hard in sparring. Oh, shit. Hopefully it's still recording. Otherwise, that would be tragic. Oh. You saw you saw somebody hit him too hard, and I, I know that means Marab saw red. So, yeah, like, some guy hit Marab too hard. This was right before the Aldo fight. Yeah. And then Marab just, like, I was like, okay, fuck you. And then just beat the, like, he didn't, like, hurt the guy, but he just, like, basically smothered the guy, took him down a bunch of times, hit him, like, made him feel it, you know, feel his wrath, and then fucking, it was like, and I was like, damn, Marab. And he was like, yeah, bro, he hit me too hard. I had to to teach him a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. But in his Georgian accent. He's he's relentless, man. Guy's fucking, he's, like, just purebred, just fucking... Savage, fucking. He just loves to fucking wake up at like eleven a.m. Rob is the type of guy who pisses excellence. <laughs> he wakes up, he just pisses excellence. That's just what he does. He wakes up, yeah. Um, fucking goes to the gym, does whatever, goes back to the gym, comes home, and just yeah. loves his life where I he's mean, just training and kicking ass. I'm a little envious of that because I used to be able to do that. And now, these days, man, my body just be falling apart. I might miss a potato head. So if anybody's got some duct tape and could just tape me back up, man, I think I'll be as good as new. Yeah. That's that's the key is duct tape. Duct tape, man. Fuck the surgery. Fuck the PT. I'm just going to duct tape everything, bro. I might, shit, I might duct tape my nuts. I don't know. I should do that. Duct tape them into the cup. This way no one I basically did duct tape my nuts back together. Yeah. You guys know why they call me Taekwondo guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a rough story. Uh, um, one day I'll tell that. So, do we really even talk about Umar? I mean, the, the kid's good. Just to Can he the, beat you? Do can you he beat me? Like today? If he were to fight me today, it'd be a bad decision. For him? For him. In a year? I think in a year, he, his fight like, IQ Break it can down stylistically. Up. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to give away too much of I just know how to handle grapplers like that. It was cool going to San Diego and grappling with um Dom's grappler that he predominantly goes with, also a 35er. Oh wow. And Dom was saying how good that guy was and we had some really competitive roles and it just reasserts my confidence of where I'm at grappling wise. And uh I don't think it comes down to I'm better. I just think sometimes the decision making, I get sometimes the, I I feel like I edge people out just a little bit in the, the decision making department while we're in the exchanges and that's what helps me. It's not like I'm doing stuff different that these guys can't do mm. or don't know. But yeah, I, I would say like for you, I think you just don't really make mistakes like too often. Yeah. You're very like- Very anal. You avoid- that. Like conf, like you avoid. I don't want to say you avoid conflict, but you like are just very like heady about not 
putting yourself in dangerous positions, but still enforcing what you want to happen. Yeah. My best, one of my best, one of my good friends used to say this in college. She said, when I first started fighting, he was like, you mastered the art of fighting without fighting. And I thought that was Facts. the funniest thing. I was like, damn, bro, don't be giving away my secrets. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, you be fighting without really fighting. He was like, I don't understand it. He was like, these guys don't understand what you're doing to them in there. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't help but laugh because I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, I'm really scumming these guys and having them thinking like, yeah, we about to scrap. And then as they think we're scrapping, it turns into a full-on wrestling match and they literally can't do shit. And I'm just like, you just been big brothered. The battery's about to die. Is that the battery or the or the memory? That's battery. Oh. Um. We good? Was it say? Was there anything else we were gonna talk about on that card? I mean, Javid is fighting too. I think that's a big fight for the bantamweight division. He's fighting um this Mateus Kato, who I think is part of Charles Oliveira's camp. That should be a really good fight. Oh wow. Javid's really good. Striking is on point. I appreciate that he stepped stepped up. And I don't say back to me, but kind of said what everyone, what I've been feeling. Like the fans are just running out of things to hate on me about. It's like which one was this? Because Cheeto said that stupid shit about um, oh the, the the weight bully thing. Yeah, and he was like, that doesn't even make any sense. He was like, he makes the weight, he makes the weight. I was like, yeah, exactly. Fight night, bro. I'm 150, sometimes 152 pounds. Some of these guys probably weigh more than I do, and they're saying I'm a weight bully. Yeah, I'm lighter than you on fight day. It's like, bro, if you make the weight. It's not cheating. Exactly. Because you, you can make the weight. You've never had a problem making the weight. And I'm lighter. Yeah. It's like... I'm lighter than you. So who's the weight bully? You think, like, fight night you're lighter than TJ? Probably. I know TJ has... I think he had posted before. He was like 154 pounds before in one of his Garbrandt fights or something like that. And Garbrandt had said he was like 142 and a half, which didn't even oh. make any sense. I'm like, dude, how are you how that you, tiny? Yeah, that's like you don't... Fuel Put anything back on. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like this weight bully thing. But yeah, I, I appreciated that from Javid and saying that because it's true. It's like people are running out of things to use as an excuse. They're like they can't beat me in any other thing. So it's like, oh, let's call him a weight bully now. I almost feel like Cheeto's kind of projecting. I think he's scared, bro. That's what it feels like. I'm like, what are you so worried about? Fight? Fucking Sean said, I, I want Alger to go up to 145 so I can fight Cheeto for the belt. When he said that, I was like, I don't get it. Are you playing mind games? Or do you just like me that you just don't want to fight me? Or you don't want to fight me because you think it's a bad matchup? I think he just doesn't. I think he wants to win the title and he doesn't want to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably knows that's a tough way to win the title because it's going to be a tough fight. For him. For him. <laughs> and I like Sean. Don't get me wrong. I like the, I like the, I like the, I mean, the little bloke. I mean, Peter Jan took him down pretty easily. And you took Peter Jan down pretty easily. Oh I mean, they're going to say a two for 44 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. I'm like, I got literally but three takedowns in that fight. Whatever. Yeah. I think um, it's, I think you said four once. Four. Maybe I have to go back and watch it again. Um, I don't know if there was anybody else that we wanted to talk about. I know Raquel Pennington. She's back. She's fighting. There were some other notable names on there. I don't have the card in front of me. I just know it was, it's a pretty – oh, Puna. He's fighting um, Kapilov, another Russian dude. That should be a very good fight. He's right before um Danny Gay. Okay. That should be a good fight. He actually they actually went to high school together and they wrestled at Wartburg with each other. And now they're fighting each other? And not, no, now they're fighting with each other. Like they both fight now. Ige and Puna. Oh, oh. They're both Hawaiian. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool seeing like their the baby their younger pictures from back in the day that they had posted um I think yesterday or two days ago. And uh hopefully Puna goes out there and gets it done. I think it's a 
big opportunity for him because this copy live guy is supposed to be really really good i didn't really i can't remember his last fight um i think he won if i'm not mistaken but it's a great opportunity for the hawaiian boys for sure put on for hawaii 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 uh when are we taking the weekly scraps to hawaii shit that seems like a good next step i won't say jamaica you can pay for the whole thing it's interesting again very very interesting (laughs) again it's a good it's good for me you know my guy jimmy flick is back from retirement he's fighting charles johnson that should be a great fight um umar namagamedov oh kayla vieta's fighting pennington that's who it was okay so yeah we got some good fights we touched on pretty much most of them so i think that's the most important thing um and Shijaro Eubanks is fighting as well. I think she should win that fight against Priscilla Cachajeda. It's going to be a tough one, but I think Eubanks, rightfully so, is the favorite. Um, but that's that's pretty much it, man. I mean, I guess that's the drama that we have going on in the, the universe. I don't know what to really do because after talking to some of the UFC and they tell me that, I, I do think I should just take the month and see what happens. Because April 8th would be 12 weeks away from this Saturday. So get through this week, see what happens, and then kind of go from there. So um, that's where everything is at. Fuck. All right. Yeah. Get back on the horse, man. I'm trying to compete. I want to make some money and capitalize on my youth because I feel like the light at the end of the tunnel is getting dimmer and dimmer um, in the sense of like I'm getting old, man. So, of course, my body's falling apart. I'm starting to turn into Mr. Potato Head, like the guys I make fun of. The father time is undefeated, and eventually it catches up to everybody. Um, so Maybe you should retire, get out of the testing pool. I should do I should do what Henry did, right? Yeah. Come back and just get an immediate title shot. I mean, imagine I don't imagine think, that's what I did right well, now. Well, yo, they don't like Henry, and they gave him an immediate title shot. Yeah. Maybe if there's a guy who they don't like who has the title when you want to come back, they'll give you an immediate title shot. Right. That's the strategy. It's just such bullshit, man. <laughs> and and I'm not mad at it. It's just like it's just kind of annoying because now like oh, he's fresh. And I'm not fresh. This is the cool thing like about your position is you get to just be like I'm the guy who fucks up the UFC's plans. <laughs> <laughs> I just they have plans for certain guys and I ruin them. That's your fucking thing. Yeah. They want Henry to beat you. You're gonna ruin those plans. They want. Sean to not fight you. You're gonna ruin those plans. And they want Sean to be champ. You're gonna ruin those plans. Yeah. Then they're gonna line up Umar. You're going to ruin those plans. Complete speculation. The UFC wants me to lose to Henry so that Henry can lose to Sean O'Malley and give O'Malley the best chance of becoming a champion. And then O'Malley gets ragdolled by Umar Namagamedov or Marab um, if I don't get to him first. Do you think they would give up on Sean if he lost the title? Like they would be like, okay, next guy, next hype machine. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say to give up. Like he's still going to be a draw. Like if Patty loses. Still a draw. Yeah, but if if like like if Patty loses his next fight, it's like the the, the hype is over. It's it's just gonna be a hard pivot. And same with Sean. It's like okay, so next guy, who's the next guy? Yeah, they and need like gets, an undefeated prospect to hype up. Doesn't to, nec- to do the Connor thing, you know? Doesn't necessarily need to be undefeated. Patty wasn't undefeated, but I or think his last fight kind of got exposed that he's not ready for where he, he's not where he thinks that he is. Like. No, I'm saying, like, once they get to the UFC, they go on an undefeated streak to the title that's, like, perfectly tailored. Yeah, yeah. They just Like a Adesanya. Or a Pejera. But even Adesanya fought hard guys. Yeah. Before he fought for the title. Yeah. that That's why it was cool. 
and I respect it. These other guys they're doing now, it just isn't as it's like we all see we all know what's going on. Like it's in broad daylight what they're doing. Yeah. It's a fight game though, man. It is what it is. You can only do with the you know, you can only play with the cards that are dealt to you. And then from there you it's how you play your hand. And uh I'm just hoping I'm doing the right thing not only by me financially, but my health for post fight career. And uh Glory, man. At the end of the day, I fight for people. I want people to cheer for me or boo me. I don't give a shit. I want people to pay attention. That's what I care about. So it's not about, God damn it. But the audio's gone, so finish it. Yeah, thought. it's not about, it's not about like being scared or anything like that. I will compete against anybody that you want me to compete with, but I'm going to do it. And I want to make sure that my body is in as good a shape as it could possibly be so that I could give the best performance I could possibly give. No Denzel Washington literally going out there, laying it on the line, 8 to 12 weeks of a training camp, and hopefully it all comes together on that one night so I could go out in a blaze of glory and showing what I'm made of, skill set, what I've been working on. Those are the most emotional minutes of anyone's life when you're an athlete. Nothing in the world matters more than those few minutes when you're in the octagon. And that's what drives me nuts because people don't understand how passionate, one, I am. And I, I don't speak for myself. I speak for all fighters that are super passionate when we get in there. It's like the most emotionally driven thing that the world will never understand unless you've been in there. Then you can relate. I mean, I did get that feeling from the Oculus boxing. I'm saying you got <laughs> none of that feeling in that Oculus <laughs> no, boxing. No, like when I won and I did this to a fake animated crowd... I put my hands up in victory. Maybe you did. That I mean that I felt I felt like you when you felt, you, you might have felt something. You, when I, you I'm not TJ, you might have felt something. No, I felt like I I know for a fact that I felt just like how you did. You might have, which is on sad. A, on a if lower I did, scale, that's pretty a, sad. On a lower scale, but there's something super primitive about that that athletes just want to feel. Um, not even athletes, fighters just want to feel that acknowledgement. Of that they laid it on the line, and was it good enough for them to win or not? And that's what we do it for. Whether we lose or win, we get to know, was the time that we put in worth it? And for me, that's what I do it for. So when people disrespect that, it absolutely drives me like to the point where I can attack somebody. I would have to like legitimately like restrain myself because... That's like the, it's like, like what, what would someone say to you that would trigger that feeling? That's the only thing. Like that you don't want to do it. That, that I wouldn't fight, like actually fight them right then and there. No, like I'm saying what would make you, what would someone say to you that would make you feel like attacking them? I'm, I was just. Oh, say that. Yeah. It's like that we, that we're faking or that like when people was calling me a fake for, I'm like the fact that I did all this work and you assholes think i'm out here pretending like you think that my brain is even in a right mindset to to put together an academy award performance to act that out I'm like you guys have no idea how like how deep that cut to the point where i like even now like i said it like i'm so cold to some of the fans and it's like they probably see me and like see me like oh he's always having a good time he's probably really nice in person yeah i'm nice to, to people but i'm not nice to people i don't know and I'm definitely not nice to people anymore ever since that that first Jan fight because I realized that people don't give a shit about you. 
and they don't give a hell about your livelihood. And when you look at it like that, it makes you grow a little bit cold and a little bit sour to people because at the end of the day, they turn their back on you and the stuff that you thought you were doing for them, even though you're doing it for yourself partially, it's it's like a double-edged sword. It's, it just feels like a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah, you're the fans, but at the same time, I don't know if you're the fan that was behind that troll account talking shit to me. Now you see me in person and you want to act like we're friends or act like everything's cool. That's it's such a fake world in society that we live in. It drives me nuts. But again, just to not even go on a crazy rant, I fight for glory. And even with Marab and that one kid, that he had a gut check, and he tried to say that Marab, that Aldo threw the fight and he wasn't really trying. I I feel Marab on that 100%. And I, if I if I was there, we probably would have tag team whooped this kid's ass. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well, yeah, so, I mean, now we should, I feel like we should tell that story. No, nah, because then I don't want to. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, incriminate, incriminate um, Rob, but anyway, yeah, man. Yeah, if you if you if you think a fighter is not like giving their all to this game, it's just like, what are you even talking it's about? Like you just you, it, that's how you make a fighter hate you. Because <laughs> it's it's like the ultimate. It's like you worked so hard. I don't even know if there's another analogy for it. Or, it's, or imagine it's like you tried so hard in a relationship, or to be a good parent. And then everything that you did, and there's receipts for it, and the the kid just goes, you never did anything for me. You're a piece of shit. Oh, my God. I can imagine how hard that, like, how deep that cuts. As a parent, bro, just, that's that's the only way I could try to make that emotion oh, yeah. somewhat relatable to people. I'm like, I give my life to this, and you have the audacity to, to write that to me, to say that to my face. Dude, I could fucking kill you right now. I'm not going to kill you guys. This is just, you know, anything that's said or heard on here, you know, disclaimer that, you know, it's not real for security purposes <laughs> and liability purposes. But no, yeah, dude, I'm, I mean, they can't see because the camera turned off, but I'm seeing like the passion in your eyes. As dude, you speak I, would, about this. I can legit fucking go off and just see red. I could but see, if I know yeah. you're trying to get a rise out of me, but if I think you legitimately feel that and you're like, like that would, that would grind my gears that would get me going, bro. That would get me going easily. It would get any fighter going. Yeah. And on that note, Chula's calling me right now on FaceTime. So we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for always tuning in. Good episode. And if you like this shit, subscribe to this shit, baby. Or spinning back fish. Also, subscribe to the Weekly Scraps channel. Subscribe to the on Weekly YouTube. Scraps. Link in the description. Becca, say hi. Hi. Hey, all right, we out. <laughs> oh my god. Just on time. Just on time. How long was that? You gotta change your timer clock. You got it on like minutes or seconds. <laughs>